It's that time, boys and girls. It's been another couple of weeks, and uh, it's another episode of the Backlog Breakdown. I'm Nate. That's my co-host, Josh. Hello. And we're joined. Wow. that Man, that is the most awkward hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello. Hi. Uh, Hi, uh, but we're we're also joined by a friend of the show, first time guest. Uh, we're super pumped to have him on here. But, yes, uh, say hello to coming. the Discord user Jono Spark, yo, yo. aka John. What up? So, hey man, hey man, we we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Uh, this has been like a year in the works of trying to sort of coordinate, and uh, you know, ult- ultimately, like you know, it's. It's ramped up in the last couple of months, and we finally figured out some time and stuff that to get you on. But uh, no you, thanks you know, to me. Nah, nah. <laughs> I wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but since you did it yourself, I just jumped ooh, right under that bus. <laughs> just right under the bus. <laughs> Speaking of buses, um, which I would just I was going to make a reference to the Mars Hill uh, gotcha. podcast, yes. but I was just like, yeah, no, we'll just. Keep cruising right past that. Uh, just uh, this bus isn't stopping. Next stop. That. Yeah. Next stop. Um, but yeah, so we're uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, I, I like the little title you have here: a deep dive oh, on diving deep. Man, that is. I like that. It was it was just a spark of of inspiration. I I had no idea what I was going to type until I typed it, and it came. Well, I I appreciate yeah. that like stream of consciousness, sort of just like brain vomit. Yeah, it, it works super nice. Um, but yeah, we're super stoked to have you on here, John. Um, I know we're really good at being bad at brevity, but you know we've got a deadline. So uh, let's just jump into it's been two weeks. It's been right. indeed. It's, it's been, been two weeks. Yeah, and for us, it's actually been like two and a half weeks. The way that this works Ooh, out, it's you, been. You listeners will never know. Yeah, because the magic of radio <laughs> or podcast science. <laughs> That's just how it works. So, but, yeah. John, why don't, you know, this is normally, I mean, you know how this works. Like, Josh, yeah. usually we, you know, mouth vomit. Why do I keep, I'm like, mouth vomit, word vomit. Like, awkward phraseology, Nate. Way to go, buddy. Yes, <laughs> we're so dudes. <laughs> um, Nate, talk pretty someday. But... Uh, why don't you take a couple minutes here to tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, so back in 1989, I was born. No, I'll go with that kind of detail. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, okay. So let me, let me think about it. So I am, I guess I could say I'm 32. So I'm a grown man. <laughs> and uh, I'm recently married. I got married to my beloved wife in March. Congratulations. So, um, Congratulations. Thank you. So it's late, so math is hard. So, but it's uh, <laughs> almost eight months, actually, yeah. in the next mm. week or so. March mm-hmm. 27th, we were married. Nice. Um, so let's see. So that's my home life. I work at, I'm a tech writer at a software company, so I write user guides. Okay. Oh. So I write, basically I write game packs, but for actual <laughs> software, not yeah, video games. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Technical writing is rad, dude. It's, like, it's a neat job. I love it. I don't have the patience for it, but I have a great appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. So. When it's good, it's awesome. When it's terrible, everyone knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> I try to make it good for every people, for everybody. Nice. Um, I am Presbyterian. I go to a Presbyterian church here in Lakeland, Florida. My so dude. It's great. I won't say I'm new to Presbyterianism. I've been, I'm yeah. new to 
PCA, but I was in the Dutch Reformed denomination okay. or federation, yeah. if you will, past three years up in New York. I'm from New York City. So okay. kind of working backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's really the super high level of who I am. Um, I like video games. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you were on Facebook for a while. You're not yes. on Facebook anymore. And that's no. where we eventually uh. initially met you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I deleted my Facebook about a few months ago because I just got tired of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we primarily, you're one of the, the more active users on our Discord. And we'll we'll definitely throw a link in the, the show notes for this too. But you, you wrote a little bit of an article that got published on TRG's website. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a little bit of a blog post there. Um, and you've just been like super cool um, just in sort of, and again, we, we will do a much deeper sort of look at this stuff, you know, a deep dive, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's magic. Uh, yeah. Um, that's it. That's sort of it's yes. yes. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we've just, we're, we're stoked to have you on. And, uh, but in, in true, it's been two week fashion, Josh, I do have a bit of a positive, uh, yes. Recently, a cigar like i at first it's called smokers central and i thought it's like because my brain works great i thought it was talking about like smokers for food and i thought it was like sort of a Uh. a store that was surround like about barbecue and right grilling equipment and things like no it's actually it was a head shop with a walk-in humidor and i poked my head in there and i was like ooh. Um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. It was, uh, they had like uh, smoke? A, a fairly decent selection of uh, cigars. And so I'm excited because nice. Nice. I don't have an abundance of that here in uh, beautiful Flood City, Pennsylvania. But mm-hmm. uh, how, is, how has your two weeks cool. been, Josh? That is cool. Uh, gosh, I feel dumb because I didn't come to the table prepared with like one specific thing. Uh, so I, I, I will just say though, unlike kind of in the past, yes, I'm still, still busy guy. Still have three kids, obviously and a wife, um, all that fun stuff, school work, all that goodness. Um, but there has, it's been a little slower. Maybe it's, I'm just appreciating it because it's been kind of crazy for the past month or two. You know, you hear every episode. I'm like, Oh, I barely played any video games cause I'm doing all these other things. The, yeah, actually, for the past couple of weeks, I've been able to get other things done pretty quickly and uh, and be able to uh, devote some time to some entertainment, which nice. uh, we can discuss uh, in our in our backlog reports. And, well, speaking of backlog reports, I think. Hey, uh, hey what is this? What do I have here in my hand? That's uh, well, that's a piece of paper, but. Uh, you know, only the finest Foley work here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, that was good enough for both of us because I, uh, once again, came. I did not come prepared. You didn't. You failed me <laughs> for the last time. Um, <laughs> it's up here, but uh, oh, that's about it. So, um, well, let's just jump right into the backlog report then. Let's do it. So, John, as our guest, why don't you just sort of kick us off? Tell us a little bit about what you've been playing, what you've been reading, what you've been watching. Or okay. Yeah. Any, any of the above, none of the above, you take your pick. Sounds good. So what I've been playing really has been Final Fantasy IX on my Vita. Nice. Mm-hmm. After we were talking about playing Final Fantasy IX for a while, then one of the folks on Discord was playing it. Then he asked some questions to me. I'm like, 
I remember briefly how this works, but I don't remember. So I'm like, how about just play this game again? It's been like 10 years, so let's go. <laughs> so I've been having like, a really bla- a great time. When I first played Final Fantasy IX in like 2000, when it, first, when it dropped on yeah. PS1, I still have it in my mom's house. Mm-hmm. I played it like six times in a row. It was Whoa. great. Because, <laughs> you know, you're a kid and you, you love these games. It's like, let's keep yes. playing. Yeah. I'm going to do that again. Yeah, and exactly. Again. Uh, yeah, no, it's I, I great. Yeah. I love the game, but now I'm playing it very methodically, slowly, making sure I got everything because I know the story like the back of my hand. So I'm like, okay. I'm just enjoying the gameplay, and so make sure I do all the side quests. I'm like, wow, this is a different type of game, which I'll talk mm. about later. <laughs> mm. So that's my that's the game I'm playing. Uh, before that, I was playing. I was finishing Dragon Quest Eleven. Pretty sure I was playing that last time. I mm. think I took a break with something else. I don't know. Like I, I play a game and jump onto another game. Whatever. Um, so that's that's the game section. I've uh, been reading a lot of books. Okay. Um, been reading a lot on my, on my Kindle because it's more convenient. I, be, mm-hmm. I read a lot either when I first wake up from bed or right before bed, and oftentimes on Sunday mornings. On my Kindle, I see I have Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. Been working through that the past year and change. Nice. Nice. It's really good. It takes a long time because you want to read a chapter, and taking the chapters are like thirty minutes long. <laughs> so, <laughs> have yeah. you, now, is this your first time reading it? Or, yes okay wow yeah i'm jealous i am so jealous like dude yeah i read like i i was exposed to the hobbit and the yeah. trilogy really early on and i i've all like when i was a kid i was a prodigious reader i mean just mm. and so like and it, it's honestly i wish i had come to the hobbit and the lord of the rings sort of that that initial experience i wish i had come to it a little older at least the trilogy Right. Because it is, I think, like The Hobbit is is a great kids book. And mm-hmm. It's like it is a children's novel and a lot like mm-hmm. a children's story. And yet, yeah. but it's but the 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 trilogy is definitely like I I don't think I was like mentally sort of like mature enough. And it's not that there's anything yeah. like, but like mm, just yeah, it was just like, appreciated. I was like, yeah, right. and and, right. and a little bit. I think if I had been a little bit older when I came across it, I it would have hit me i i still love those books and actually my, my wife's listening to them on on audible right now nice so but yeah dude well that's awesome i'm i'm so mm-hmm. i'm so excited i'm so jealous and excited like <laughs> yeah man thank you it's yeah i'm slowly going through it like, when, like especially on sundays i'll read that on sundays because i wake up the same time i would wake up for work but we don't leave for church for, for like another few hours so yeah. i'm like reading time yeah. devotions yeah. and yes. reading two chapters <laughs> pretty much <laughs> exactly um as far as other books I'm, i just started a book called the coddling of the american mind ah. by greg lukianoff that's how you pronounce his name i just started it it's basically talking about uh, three common lies that young adults learn that mm-hmm. prevent them from being a mature adult. So like one thing is that wherever doesn't kill me makes me weaker, that, which is the opposite of wherever doesn't kill me makes you stronger. Like you learn from your experiences, yeah. but people that like young adults and even uh, grown adults, they think that they have to be shielded from everything mm-hmm. and that just makes them more fragile. Mm-hmm. Or another thing is like my emotional state is the truth. As, and as Christians, oh, we, we know that's not true. You have to minister to her. Above all things, brother. That's right. That's right. So it's so that's that covers these topics, what it, what it means, and how we got there as a society. It's written by a, a, I'm pretty sure a secular reading, so it's more sociologically uh, focused. 
uh, you know, evolution and nonsense like that. But, um, but it's still a good, interesting read. So I just started that and also started a uh, um, more theological um, J.C. Ryle, uh, The Upper Room. And it's a collection okay. of his essays. I'm okay. sure you know J.C. Ryle, yeah, Holiness, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. yeah, Thoughts for Young Men. So actually, Thoughts, of, Thoughts for Young Men is in this volume. Okay. So it's a chapter nice. in that volume. And okay. the men's group at my church is going through it. It's early in the morning, so I don't go, but I'm reading the book anyway. So I can talk about, talk about it during fellowship on Sundays. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So that's, been, that's what I've been reading as of late. As far as watching... What have I been watching? Nothing really. You don't really watch that much t- TV right now. We're waiting for Attack on Titan to come up in January, but for now, <laughs> we're not really watching anything. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool, nice. cool. Cool, cool, cool. How about you, Josh? You said you've been playing things. I ha- Well, I've been playing one thing. <laughs> I wonder what the game is. <laughs> it's amazing how you can make time for something when... Uh, it's true. When you really... Really want it, um, and that that one thing is Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, got my you know super deluxe version in, and I was super excited to to bust that out. So much so that, like I said, I got like all my schoolwork done. You know, it's coming from Amazon Prime on release day, but of course it didn't come until the evening. I'm out to dinner. Uh, it's my uh, wife's grandparents who basically raised her. Uh, they're fifty sixth anniversary something like that so we're at an anniversary dinner and everything and i get like the little ding on my phone that says uh, we just delivered it to your front door congratulations uh, mm-hmm. how do we which, do which probably like, made oh, man. The, the rest of the dinner you're like uh, uh, uh. i mean yeah. well it's hard to be like that when you have three young children you know sure. that you're trying to wrangle anyway but yeah. it was kind of in the back of my head i hope it's still there <laughs> when we get back <laughs> But mm. I mean, outside of that, and it was, and it was, so that was, that was great. Right. So then I'm like all hyped, like, oh, I'm probably not going to fall asleep tonight, but I, I crashed early that night. I, I only played like an hour or something like that, but then, okay. So the middle of the night I wake up and I, I start thinking about it and I'm like, you know, after laying in bed for 20 minutes, I'm just like, I'm not going to fall back asleep. Like I'm just going to go downstairs and play it, play it for like 30 minutes or an hour. I mean, this was like three 30 in the morning. And then I get really tired again, and so I crash on the couch until six a.m. Then I wake up and keep playing it. So it was, uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, I'm I'm a real piece of work, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, anyways, I I am very much enjoying the game. Um, if you haven't heard the last bite size I did on the series, it's definitely you know it's rated M. It has some some objectionable material in it in terms of just just the it takes some very dark heavy themes um, and the way that it expresses those themes i really appreciate but i understand it's not for everyone um mm-hmm. so so I, I, as much as i am really enjoying it I, i'm not saying go out and buy the game like do your research uh because like you know go and prepared if this is really something that that uh you want to invest in i don't know invest your time into um so i yeah i'm i'm really enjoying that i'm only like i say only i've had the game for a week and i'm 20 hours in at this point which i said on the discord is probably more than i've played like i probably played that first weekend more i had more game time then than i've had in the past month two months like cumulative (laughs) so um it, it was it was a lot of fun and like Okay, we talk about it on this podcast, but it was actually a really refreshing time 
Um, and and it's the way like I was going to say the stars aligned, but that's very that's a very pagan thing to say. Um, but you know there were things that happened that weekend. Like my wife went off. I did actually have to go into work for a little while. We had a memorial mm-hmm. service, and so I was there for that. Um, and uh, my wife took the kids with her uh, her cousin out to do like garage sailing and go to this this fair and stuff like that. And so I got home, and it's like a few hours before they came home. And then uh, the next day they went out and did something as well. So, so like things happened to where, oh, I just have a chunk of time. Like, yeah, I did my due diligence ahead of time to make sure mm-hmm. I didn't have anything else to do. Uh, but anyway, so, so there was a good amount of time I was able to dump into that, which, yeah, some of it is just ridiculous. Josh, waking up in the middle of the night, you're dumb. Like, go back to bed. Um, but for the most part, it was like, oh, no, actually, there was a lot of time that I had that I was able to use just on – entertainment and it was like actually really refreshing and then once the week hit it's back to normal life and i'm i'm doing like maybe an hour a day if i can do if i wake up early enough i just play the switch on the elliptical (laughs) and so that's pretty much uh what it's been but really enjoying my time with that game um in terms of reading, I'm trying to think. I know I shared on the Discord this app, this website, this app that I've been using as well, um, yeah. Optimize Me, mm-hmm. which uh, it's it's. I'm not even sure how to say it. It's a bunch of like really quick. It's it's very densely packed information on things like productivity and uh, even like energy, like. It's, not new age energy stuff, but energy management and things like that throughout the day. Um, and, mm. and it's like a bunch of interesting concepts. I've really um, uh, appreciated it, even though it's it's definitely one of those like eat the meat and spit out the bones kind of a thing. Like you're not going to apply everything unless you're like super hardcore, which I'm not. It uh, doesn't work for me in my stage of life. Again, three kids. It's kind of it's kind of difficult to do all this stuff, um, and it's not it's it doesn't come from a Christian worldview, and so there's some things where it's just like, no, I'm not like I don't value the same things that you do, <laughs> so I disagree with this. Uh, but it's a free app, and so I've I have enjoyed that. I guess that kind of rolls into reading, or no, that's that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about. Um, is because they also have some not, and it's not the same as reading a book, but but they will do kind of a Cliff's Notes version of some books. And uh, so I listened through again, uh, kind of the Cliff Notes version of Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism. And he even has a class on there as well on digital minimalism. So I was listening to that too. Uh, And again, I had listened to this book before, uh, but then hearing it again, it, um, it it was really good for me to hear. Um, just because I know that I use my phone, I pull out my phone too often, you know, even if it's just mm. like for a quick little, like, Oh, what's going on here? So, um, th- th- some of the stuff from that book too, I'm trying to implement more, uh, setting my phone down, just not using it, especially at the end of the day, when I get home from work. What right. do I need? What do I really need it for? You know, like, mm-hmm. sure. I can pull it out for a little bit of entertainment, but you know, when I'm around my family and it's not, it's not, they come first. You know, like I Absolutely. shouldn't just say that, but definitely like I should be able to be away from my phone for a few hours to enjoy uh, my family. So, uh, gosh, uh, watching stuff, finished up Ted Lasso with my wife. Um, I've got thoughts on that that I won't necessarily share here, although we did discuss a little bit in the Discord. I can't remember if it was in DMs or not, though, but uh, uh, talked about it with Paul a little bit uh, and his thoughts on that. Um, and then we started a... a, a 
a series, which it's funny, funny st- story why. It's called Murder Among the Mormons. It's on Netflix. And uh, the director of this documentary is the same director. Him and his wife uh, did Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, and hmm. uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh, Gentleman Broncos. Gentleman Broncos. Yes. So, yeah. This director, his name is Jared Hess. And so like when I was looking up the movies that he's done, um, because it, it, like Gentleman Broncos, Nacho Libre are two of my favorite movies. They're fantastic. Uh, very, very weird. <laughs> yes. Very oh, nice. weird. But like he's done a documentary series. That's weird. Like what tone does this take? Because he has a very like particular awkward tone for the movies that I've seen by him. And it's just like a straight documentary. Uh, so I was curious and I turned it on and it's the type of show uh, that, that my wife really likes the kind of yeah. the true crime stuff. So we watched the first episode of that and that was, that was interesting. On, it's on Netflix you said? Yes. Cool. Yes. I think there's like three episodes total, but we've all, we only watched the first one. It's talking about, well, it's it's talking about like the Mormon church and the relics that have popped up in the, the, um, businesses that have popped up amongst like Mormon relics. And so obviously murder among the Mormons, there's, there's something that happens there. Um, there's some bombings that happen. Oh, wow. I was just like, huh, I've never heard of any of this. It's interesting. Uh, it's also weird. So yeah. anyways, I've rambled enough, but uh, those, that's, that's all I have to report. That's, that's everything. That's it. Not, not very much. What about you, Nate? Um, <laughs> well, since you asked, uh let's see we'll start with games you know uh so i played the apotheon and i was yeah. actually we we had talked josh about me maybe doing a bite size on it but like here's the thing mm-hmm. it's okay it's mm-hmm. fine it's like uh you know micah will get this it's a seven you know it's like mm-hmm. it's it's fine it's good i would even say like it's it's worth a playthrough if you have it don't go out of your way to buy it like it's kind of like it was on. Uh, it was a PS Plus game, so gotcha. I had it. Been sitting on for a while, and it was cool. Um, I it, it set up like the, the art style visually. It's very cool. Right. Like it's got sort yeah, of like it looks like cool. the Greek pottery painting sort of like vibe. Um, it's set in sort of a Greek mythological environment, whatever. And it was like I said, it was fine. It was pretty good. Uh, the one sort of gripe I have with it is that use the right stick to there's like a cursor that like you can aim because weapons break down in this game and you can throw them and stuff like that. And it's gotcha. And they want it to be, I think like a little more tactical than it actually is as far as like combat goes. And it just, it's a little unwieldy. And at the very end, especially they really lean into that control scheme. And it's just like, this is not great. Mm. And it it just kind of, I had a pretty good time with it up until the very very end, and then I was like, eh, like mm. I was kind of like, and it was like one of those things where I got the platinum, but that's because I could cheese the platinum, um, <laughs> y- you know. And it was like they're like, hey, there's this glitch if you do if you beat the game and then you do this and da 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 da, it's like you can turn around and beat it again, and that'll unlock the last trophy. I was like, and it's like. You you basically load a save and you sort of like get you know you play with save states and difficulties and like it's just and it's like all of a sudden it's like and you turn around and you go 
And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I feel like I want the negative two points. <laughs> and I, I feel like I need something out of this. Um, you know, because I, like I said, it's, it's a fine game. I, I did have a good time with it. I thought the ending, like the very end was kind of like, eh, no. but the rest of the game was pretty enjoyable. It's like, it, and it's a pretty quick mm-hmm. burn, like, yeah, 10 to 12 hours. So that's not too bad. Okay. No, it's like, you know, I, I beat it in like three sittings, but I, so since I've, I've been sort of dinking around with order, the order 1886 still remarkable looking game. And the mm-hmm. more I play it, the more I'm like, I really understand the criticisms. It, it just, it feels very empty. Like mm-hmm. it's this really gorgeous world and there's kind of nothing in it. Um, <sighs> and I was tempted to sort of chase the platinum, but the more I play it, the more, the less I'm like, eh. I, we'll see where I'm at when I'm done with it, but it's, and I'll have some more, some fuller thoughts when I'm fin when I've beaten the game. But I was mm. just kind of like, this is really good, and it's just unfortunate because, yeah, there's there's yeah. there's a few issues there with that. Uh, well, and it, now, is that one pretty short? Yeah, I well, and that's that's part of the that. the issue is that it is fairly short. It's like like five to six hours to play through it, right? Something okay, right. in there. okay. But, well, and, and it, without getting too far down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest problems I have is like, it's sort of like you have like these arenas, like, so you'll, you'll get in these and you'll, you'll do fire. There'll be like firefights and you'll be sort of doing the first person shooting stuff. But then in between it, it's very walking simulator ish. Like, gotcha. you can't just like pull out weapons. You're sort of like stuck mm-hmm. in this, like. And that's that's fine, but there's not really a lot to sort of explore or deal with. Like, like I said, the world is empty. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that there isn't anything. There's just not a lot. It's not substantial. And so it just feels like a, like a bit of a veneer. Like if you just push hard enough, there's just there's not a lot underneath the surface. And so mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's a technical tour de force, and I'm really impressed like dude Im- some of the most impressive visuals i've seen in a game period and and, and this game is a few years old and right. it, granted from like i'm talking like console gaming like i know right. pc yeah. master yeah, yeah. race they can like 4k 120 frames is good for you mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know but yeah. um it's it's cool it's very cool but at the same time i understand the criticisms and i probably echo them yeah. um uh, so I have installed Returnal, which was a gift from friend ah. of the show Logan uh, for my fortieth. Um, so I'm I'm going to be dipping into that at some point. Um, and I did, you know, we we mentioned it earlier, but I I did install Dragon Quest Eleven on on hey, the PS Five because uh, there you go. I'm I'm and she's gonna get I'm she's gonna get a run. Um, but like mm-hmm. funny story about that. And, and again, it's like when I put that disc in, it was like, cause you know, it's copying the disc and it's re- it was like, when it was spooling up, it was like, Wee! and I was like, I was like, Oh, Oh, this is me. like, it was very loud. And it, <laughs> it was like freaking me out because it was like, and I don't know if it has like just to do with like the, the disc reader or the data compression or what, but it was like, I was like, none of my other discs sound like this. Why is this one so loud? Um, but it, it's like, 
And that's on your PS5? That's on my 5, yeah. Whoa. Um, it's not... It's, I mean, it, I'm being a little hyperbolic. You sure. know? Well, yeah, yeah. But, it's, it's but just still, noises like, from your console is so unusual. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And it, it didn't sound like anything was breaking or anything. And so, because mm-hmm. I panicked, and as soon as it was, like, done reading and doing, like, the initial sort of, like, because it loads part of the data, I, like, popped it out, and I put another disk in, and it was, like, that ran much quieter. And mm-hmm. I was, like, okay. Like, because I was, like, did yeah. something break? <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's just it's, it's just that disc is like for whatever yeah. reason is you got to get all eleven dragon quests in there. Got yeah, got, it's so many dragon quests. <laughs> um, but uh, so that and then uh, earlier tonight I was just dinking around with sword and sorcery. Um, mm. So as far as books, I finally finished the the worm or boros. Yeah, and no. it was okay fine it was i i don't know it's maybe i'm just like old nate is old but it just was like it's i it was interesting but like frankly it was just kind of not interesting enough like (laughs) it's it's one of those things it's it's an interesting piece Uh, i know it has like some historical significance and stuff but i just was like it's okay i don't think it's anything to write home about like you know i'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings but i'm like this book is like meh. In, in fact i feel so meh about it that i returned it to get my credit back from audible oh that's <laughs> so, hilarious i was like uh, i was like uh, i did not enjoy this i want my money back um so but i i've also started don quixote um <laughs> which i'm enjoying that more already but maybe that's because it's about a crazy Spaniard. Um, <laughs> like, and he's when I say that, he's like literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm enjoying that. Um, so that's way as more for, interesting than than a book about worms. Well, the whole I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The, the pre- I, I know nothing about the book. It's the just, premise of the the worm Ouroboros is like, you know what? No, I'm not even wasting time. <laughs> it's it's fine. <laughs> Yes. Um, and it's, it is enjoyable, but it's just, to me, I was like, eh, mm, I, I want my time back. Um, <laughs> but, uh, as far as any other media, I actually started watching a show just for me that you've actually sort of turned me on to, even though you didn't know you did Bakamon. Um, Oh, Hey, no, Bakamon is great. I, I'm like four or five episodes in and I'm like, I really like it. Like I like the occasional slice of life stuff and it's about some mangaka. And, uh, I hope I didn't say that too stupidly. Um, (laughs) but, and I'm I'm sure there's an accent difference, but man, you went for it though. I went went for for Japanese title rather than Um, than the American. So yeah, for, for for all the, the non weebs, that's a uh, manga artists um, mm. or manga artists, you know, uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I'm watching an anime about uh, mangaka. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Super highbrow. Ooh, I'm going to like, you know, pinkies up boys. Um, yeah. But as far as anything, like I'm um, a little bit of an update to my backlog score. I did manage to get a copy of Metroid Dread. Uh, mm-hmm. On a deal, 
And nice. uh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm going to take a point for that. And mm-hmm. it puts me at negative 11 at this point. So um killing it. Yeah. I, I feel That's pretty awesome. good about it. Uh, there's a, you know, by the time this goes live, it'll probably already be passed, but there's supposed to be, well, actually it might still be active. Um, a Black Friday sale with some Nintendo Switch title stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Astral Chain, I think, is supposed to be in the mix nice. for 40 bucks. Nice. And I'm like, if I can, I, I don't know if it's digitally or what, but I'm, mm-hmm. that's one that I'm, I'm, I, I want to snap up. And that's a, a good price point for me. Um, so I'll probably be taking another point if I, if I get that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, actually, you know what? I actually need to update my GG profile uh, since i, I picked up uh metroid dread i haven't sort of added that to the and speaking of gg you know we know. just we're going to take a minute here and plug the gg app we like it um josh and, josh and i are both using it to track our backlog beatdown stuff john uh i i heard you say like agreed so yeah you know it gets your seal of approval it's a great app Again, we we know Charles. We like him. We think the app is fantastic. It's a letterboxed app for your game collection. Uh, he's got some. You can build custom lists. You can rate, review. He's constantly adding features to it. It's a great little product. If you haven't checked it out already, get on it. You know. In addition to that, if you like what we do, we'd like to just ask you to do the whole rate, review, subscribe, and share. You know, tell a friend. We, you know, we have a Patreon and like, like I said, if you like what we do, you know, think of it as a tip jar, uh, patrons do get some perks. They get access to uncut episodes early. There's some video, you know, and they do have a slightly larger voice in helping us to shape episodes and, you know, sort of where we go with things. Um, all that being said. You know, one of the other perks is that they don't have to listen to an ad break. But if you're listening to this in a free feed, well, we are a part of the PlayWell network. And uh, we have some friends in there. And we like their stuff. And we hope you like it too. So. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. No, that's not true. That That's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. <laughs> You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy! No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill Mom then? I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I, I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died? Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They they made memes of Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. And we're back. 
So, um, hello. Hello. Um, so now I guess, so the reason we're actually on here besides just being, you know, an opportunity for Josh and I to be weird, um, is John, you have, well, let's go back to sort of the beginning. Some of this started, I think before the, the actual, the post that got published on the TRG blog. Like, I think we had sort of wanted to, to rope you into some of this stuff just because mm-hmm. you had always displayed a, a fairly intentional approach to gaming and some of your thoughts. And mm-hmm. when you would talk about games, we were just like, yo, this is kind of cool. Like, let's get this guy on. But then you, you did you, and I think you just wrote it just sort of like personal and you dumped it in the discord and I don't know if Wes was sort of the middleman or Micah was on that one, but I know one of those, I, I'm, uh, I should say no in air quotes, but I think one of those two was responsible for sort of like putting a, a, a bug in Logan's ear about your, so you had like a little bit of guidelines about enjoying RPGs and sort of right. like being sort of a grown man, sort of like, and being respo- a responsible consumer of the JRPG genre. Um, and like I said, we will put a link to that because I think that's a fantastic little sort of like uh, article, blog post, whatever. It, it, it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about that in particular. Or We will probably reference that because, um, but when we were talking about sort of what we could, what what this episode would be about, we, we sort of bounced some stuff around. And the one that I stuck on was what you labeled deep gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, which you've been doing a good bit of lately. Um, it, it started, it, well, it started with the draconian challenges in Dragon Quest. Um, you, you would sort of talk about your process where you would turn on some of those, like the ultra difficulty. And I'm not even sure what all of those are. I've seen them, but I'm not super familiar with them. And then right. you ended up uh, doing a Nuzlocke run uh, for one of the Pokemon games. And you sort of, you would cro- you chronicle these things in our Discord. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to sort of like talk to you about some of that process. Like what, well, let's start with this, this question. What provokes that? Because like, like I said, for me, a lot of the times it's like, I sort of, I get through a game and I'm like, I'm done and I move on. But like, you've actually come back and it's like, it's a very sort of like, I don't want to use the word Spartan, but it's a very sort of focused and again, you know, using Bud's words, intentional approach to sort of like you really are sort of ex- like almost bent on extracting as much possible value from these mm-hmm. games. And so I, I'm just I'm sort of curious as to like some of the motivations behind that. And, you know, so. Yeah. The, yeah. is, there is a question somewhere in there. <laughs> I, 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 I hear the question. So why do I do this? Basically, yes. Why do you do this? Yeah. So this, there's different angles to this. Um, part of it's very practical. Part of it's more theological, in my opinion. But I'll start with the practical part. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a newlywed. Like we're trying to build the household and whatnot so that means you know we uh, we prioritize our budgeting and video games how much as i enjoy it it's low priority right now <laughs> so i said yeah. i'm not buying any more video games so what do you do you play the games you have <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, i have plenty of games i haven't played i have my own backlog 
but you get tired of playing new new games. You want to kind of settle, sh- slow down, and not rush through games to get to the next one. Mm-hmm. And as I play new games, I'm like, I, I miss this game. Like I like I miss Dragon Quest. I I want I want to chill with that, or I want to play Final Fantasy or some other game. So I'm like, why not? Why not? Why not go back? But then I think about going back to the game. I'm like, I don't want to play the game again the same way I did before. So how can I play it differently? Because I'm I'm an optimizer. I'll play the game. I'll max everything out. We talk about this during like the <laughs> opening remarks. Play with the default. Max out all the jobs. Whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. That takes like a hundred hours, and I don't feel like playing it. And I, I play on my like my breaks at work, so I only play extended periods of time, like fifteen minutes at a time. So I was like, okay. Uh, one, I want to play like easier games. <laughs> Two, I want to actually make it an interesting time. How can I do that? And uh, I'm on Reddit often, not so much right now, but I read people posting about doing like challenges on their games. And a paradigm shift for me, I was like, uh, like a year or so ago, was, was with Dragon Quest Eleven, the Draconian Quest. So I basically, when I, I played it, played it the first time on my Switch, enjoyed it. It was fantastic, just vanilla. And what's nice about the Switch version and all the, the definitive versions is that you have the 3D version and the 2D version. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I like the 3D version. Let's play 2D. So I'll play 2D immediately, immediately after. But I'm like, let's just turn on some of these draconian challenges to um, mix things up for me. Um, and I found out that when you turn them on, they actually change how you approach the game. And mm-hmm. that, that just turned a light bulb on. I'm like, wow. If I challenge myself and turn certain options off, like the, the best options or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, most optimized things, it causes me to look at the game in a different way. Mm. So that was kind of the more practical aspect of it. And then there's a more kind of a more theological aspect of it too. So being a Christian, our chief end is to like know God, enjoy God, and glorify him forever. Mm-hmm. And in light of that, and the way I do it in my life, besides the, the ordinary means of grace, I like to study. I like to study the word. I like to dig into theological topics and go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I'm like, hey, let's just do a little bit of that playing video games. So um, so I did that. And also, part of it is also understanding the mindset of the developer. So as I was mm-hmm. telling Josh before, like when you stopped away, Nate, uh, before, the, before you started, I have a game design background. My okay. master's is in game design for learning. So I learned how to really pick apart different aspects of the games and understand the person behind the game or people behind the game. Hmm. So with these challenges in which um, like digging deeper into these games, I develop a better appreciation of all the decisions made and not just eat, like, like if you look at it as like a meal, you don't eat the meal and move on. You enjoy each ingredient, enjoy the presentation, enjoy the intention behind the game. Mm, so that's yeah. the impetus of all this. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a, I think a lot in there to sort of like, I, one, I just want to like go back to this idea, like real quick. And I know it sounded like you had something to, to kick in here too, Josh, but I appreciate the almost sort of literary approach here where you are really mm-hmm. treating the games, not as just sort of like media, like you're, it's not, it's not a junk food approach. It is a mm-hmm. sort of a, like, like even this sort of like, I missed that game. Like, you know, talking about final fantasy nine, like listening to you guys talk about it, like, and even like 
and we've sort of like I actually have a version with that mod that to make it run super pretty on my PC. But I'm like, yeah, like I haven't played. I've been kind of like, I want to play my Vita again. And it's like, you're like, I'm playing nine mm. on my Vita. And I'm like, hmm, like, mm. <laughs> like ideas. Uh, ideas. Um, but like, I, I, I really appreciate that because I think, and, and we, we just did uh, an episode of TRG with Logan we're talking about thankfulness and just I've also been trying to cultivate more of a library and almost treating these more as like, you know, you have a library of movies like most mm -hmm. of us just use Netflix and Amazon and everything else. But there, there's a lot of stuff, though, where I'm like, no, I want the Blu-ray for that. Like yeah, I mm -hmm. want to fit. And even with sort of games, it's like, you know, I think even some of the digital versus physical stuff is like if I physically own it it actually makes it a little more tangible and like my approach to it a little different, but right. that's, that's sort of a bit of a tangent, but I was just going to say, like, I think it's interesting how even there where the mindset is more of less of a consumerist sort of like, just like, let's sort of like get through this thing, you know, and move on to the next, which can be fine. Cause that's exactly what I do with Apotheon. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll check this out. And I sort of moved through it and I was like, Oh, especially towards the end. I was like, well, I'm just going to sort of like wrap this thing up and, I'm, I'm never going to touch it again. Um, but it's like, you don't want that junk food all the time. And so you're coming at this sort of like, and again, sort of even using that meal thing, you're enjoying the presentation. You're enjoying sort of like the different aspects and you're savoring all the different pieces and, and components. And I think that's super cool. Um, yeah. But Josh, it sounded like, like earlier you you kind of looked like you had something to say. Well, just just a simple point, but you know, like this is the first time we're talking, you know, face to face, voice to voice, whatever. We've we've only talked online before, but um, it makes a lot of what you're saying makes a lot of sense based yeah. on like the post, like originally meeting you on Facebook and seeing the type of things that you would post about were never like, oh, this is cool. Um, they were never kind of the, the standard kind of boilerplate, like one right. sentence things that, that you see in, um, it, which is, you know, when I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying, calling anyone out, but sure. you could tell that the stuff that you, you posted were, you always had thought about it and you I mean, wanted to I'm calling everyone else out. I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, step up your this game. This is our interaction. This is how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in, in that, like, like it was. I, I specifically remember every time seeing like a post, like intentionally wanting to read, if I saw your little avatar, well, it was you, you know, obviously, yeah. but, um, that, uh, I, I would want to read it because you would always have something interesting to say. Like, even if it was a thought that I, you know, hadn't had before or something like that, it was just like, oh yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So, you, so I could tell the way that you, uh, interact with games was, you know, even just how you're saying you want to see the person behind the game. It, it, that makes a lot of sense based on the stuff that that I've seen you post, and then now that you're in the Discord um, and and able to kind of share a lot there as well, like yeah, I love even if I don't reply to everything, like I love hearing uh, the stuff that you're into and your take on things because because it's not like you don't post just to post, like you're there when you want to share something, and so uh, so I appreciate that a lot. So. Um, it, it makes sense that you're you're wanting to pick apart these games, and I hadn't thought about it in that uh, in that way. I tend to get obsessive over <laughs> things that I really enjoy. So particular games like like even this weekend, you know, like 
rather than my regular kind of YouTube that I'll have on sometimes, I'm doing a lot of searching on, hey, what are other people thinking about Shin Megami Tensei Five? Because I'm like <laughs> in the middle of that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really cool. And and you said, is it? Did this just start off um, here recently with Dragon Quest Eleven, or have? Well, you said you tend to optimize games in general. Yeah, I tend to find the best or what I would think is the best strategy and kind of just mm-hmm. level up and go from there. I was always a researcher even before like gotcha. I became like more like formally educated if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um I just like to understand everything about whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing. That's why I'm a tech writer. Like yeah. I yep. research software and write about it. It's fun. Um but with Dragon Quest in particular, it helped me realize there that you can add self-imposed challenges on pointing yourself to make games interesting. Yeah. I remember in high school, we got Final Fantasy VII with like the no materia challenges. I'm like, that's stupid. Whoa. Why would you do that? Or there were Final Fantasy X, the no sphere grid. I'm like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? But, but, not, but now I know now. I'm like, oh, that's just a different way to interact with the game. Yeah. Well, and it sort of speaks to some of the idea that sometimes, like culturally, we sort of look at things and we're like, one of the, the almost sort of going back to that book you were reading, like I think one of the lies that we tell ourselves is that any sort of restraint is bad culturally. Mm. Like, mm. whereas sort of, I, th- I think what you're experiencing, and again, this is a very sort of limited sphere, but what you're experiencing is actually adding restraint or sort of like sort of limiting certain aspects of this actually fundamentally change the experience and, and maybe even make it more enjoyable. Right. Um, and even sort of like, so I, I've struggled. I mean, we've talked, I've talked about how like breath of the wild is just like, but it's, it's any, any sandbox game for the most part. Mm-hmm. I just kind of go Bleh. like, it's yeah. that it's just, it's too big. There's too much. And I do want a, a more linear constrained experience. And I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm tickled by the idea that like somebody's like, well, how about I turn these switches off and like turn off all this stuff. And it's, you're, you know, you're actually, again, sort of, you're enjoying that experience just as much, if not more than sort of just the like, well, let's just sort of open everything up because dude, there's like, we were talking about this before, but with like the bravely default stuff and then Octopath, like, Sometimes the fun is like finding the system and just exploiting it. Like, and just Absolutely. be like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, one of the beautiful things about uh, Octopath and the Bravely games is just like th- those builds where it's just like, and you broke the game. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's so, it's so much fun. Like, the sort of be at that, like, you know, God tier sort of like your character comes in and just goes, and everything dies. That's <laughs> that's fun. Like that kind of power fantasy stuff is fun. But then on the other side, we we have stuff like the Soulsborne genre, uh, the Souls likes, whatever we're calling those. But you know the the <laughs> hardcore action, uh, har- hardcore action RPGs, and right. like whereas like it's very technical, it's very constrained, and it's mm-hmm. like and they're thriving. Like now, granted, like a lot of those exist in like sort of these very open worlds, you know, where it's sort of well open, maybe, but interconnected, sort of, you know. And I just think it's an interesting sort of like I don't know analogy or sort of parallel 
to some of the sort of cultural stuff we're seeing. Well, it's funny that you bring that up, the, the Dark Souls in particular, because what came to mind as, as you were talking is when I would watch other people, you know, like I can't remember the the, the streamers. I think it's like Hobbs or something, Hobbit, something. He finished all three is of the Dark like Souls the, games the, back the to the back. No die and, kind yes. of like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No death. All three games back to like ridiculous stuff. And when I would jump in and watch like a little segment, his character has no armor on. Like he's going around in a loincloth. And I'm just like, how do you play? You know, like I, not that I fat roll when I play those games, but I get a bunch of armor. I fat roll. I fat roll. Oh, gosh. That's hard. Uh, No, I want to try and, and at least, you know, be fast enough to to get around um but i try and put on as much armor as possible because i know i'm going to get hit so so even something like that where you know he the the constraint of no no possibility of getting hit means that he has to you know dump stats into making sure that he's fast and agile and knowing all these and like knowing the bosses like the back of his hand in order to to tell well to know their tells and things like that so yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, the different ways that you can play around with these systems. Yeah, and it makes you appreciate the nuances of different games. So, like, I haven't mm. played much Dark Souls, but I played other okay. games. I played like Del May Cry or played these mm. yeah. games, and you have to pay attention to the little tells, and you, yes. you'd be surprised that like most of the times you die is because of your is you not paying attention, and you yes. keep playing, and you realize like, oh yeah, this is obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and Remember, I guess- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I am a brute force kind of guy. Like my, my approach is always like, even in Bloodborne, it was like, now I, I did play a glass cannon, but it was like, I exploited that game to is like, mm-hmm. I would hit things and they would just die. Like it was <laughs> like, I, I knew I sort of like, I, I told around and I, I was like, Oh, like, Hey, if I turn this all the way up and I use this type of weapon and I refine it, it's like, I can just walk up behind things and go, and yep. they fall over, <laughs> you know, and then, then when you're actually fighting bosses and you can't sneak up behind them, then you just, you have to turn into a dodge <laughs> machine. Um, but yeah. like, I, I mean, I do tend to just sort of brute force, but yeah, there is like that, that elegance that you're sort of talking about there. It's, it's fun. Like it. And when you see those things, you appreciate the amount of thought that goes behind these games. Right. And I think we tend to appreciate stuff like that for these AAA titles, like the last of us, the last of us two, like, Whatever new AAA titles out there, Final Fantasy VII remake, what whatnot, we we know we notice like the nuances because they, they throw it at our faces and you see it mm-hmm. in the graphics. But to see that the nuances in the game mechanics requires a lot more kind of push. Mm-hmm. You need to the game needs to challenge you. And I'm thinking about your your what's your bite size, Josh? About easy mode. That's the kind of mm-hmm. flip side of of the difficulty. Yeah. High difficulties helped. They, they help you understand what the game is trying to have you play. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, but uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Final Mix. Mm-hmm. And I played on critical mode. I, this is my first time playing anything super hard. And it wasn't too bad. I actually ended up learning how to play the game really well. Can't beat the final okay. bosses, like the bonus bosses, but the actual <laughs> game was a lot of fun. Nice. But I think it was cool because the game was so hard, you actually had to learn the tells for the bosses and learn how to guard. I'm like, okay. oh. Like one boss, I remember playing the original Kingdom Hearts. Like I kept dying over and over. I just didn't know how to attack him right. And he, when we learned to guard, he's like the easiest boss in the game. He guard is just like <laughs> mash, mash triangle. No, uh-huh. 
I know that, and, and this is sort of one of those things where I know that you're into pretty heavily invested in JRPGs. Have you played Hollow Knight yet? Oh yeah, I love Hollow Knight. Okay, because I, I, I could swear I remember you posting about like Hollow Knight all the time. Like you were sort of, yeah. like were you playing it on PC early on? I was playing on Switch. I got it okay. for my birthday. Okay. Yeah, and I, I play that pretty much every day for like two months. Because that game, I mean, that game is sort of almost like it is Chef Kiss. Um, yeah, it's but, an excellent game, and it's like the Top best 10. of both both worlds, where it's very subtle, and there's a lot of like stuff where it's like you you have to meet it on its own terms. But there's also sort of, and there's like this attention to detail. But there's, I don't know, man. Like, oh, this this one of the best games I've ever played in recent memory. I would say, yeah, it's just so well crafted. Well, and I just it was sort of like thinking about like because there's also sort of like exploits and builds that you can sort of like I mean like one of my favorite things is like there is that that badge or that pin that you could get that like turned like it limited your heart or your lives or whatever, but right. it gave you like sort of a, a recharge, like mm-hmm. a slow recharge. But then you could like combine like just I was like. I was like, how can we sort of like, because it is a very technical game where it's like, yeah. it demands that you pay attention to it. But then there's also these ways where it's like, hey, like, it's not easy mode, but you can actually set it up so that you have like recharging health, like con- yeah. like auto recharging and like, or you can sort of, I was just like, man, now I want to go back and play Hollow Knight. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah and just yeah. keeping with the hollow knight example hollow knight has oversoling you can put you can equip more badges than you're supposed to but then mm-hmm. take double damage yeah mm-hmm. so that's a challenge but then it also gives you more power which is kind of a cool trade-off yeah, yeah. so yeah, if you're good at dodging you can power yourself up way more than you're supposed to at the, at the given time mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah when when you reach that when you break through that glass ceiling because it's like that's not for like first playthroughs basically you know no. like you, you need to actually know what you're doing how the bosses work and stuff like that in order to engage with the game in such a way it's sort of sort of like the the what i was just talking about with dark souls like you can't beat dark souls without dying unless you no. know every single boss that you're going up against and you know their tells and things like that and um funny enough not that i've played it um but I have heard that Metroid Dread is is somewhat similar in that, like, it seems really difficult until you just learn, like, what the tells of the bosses are and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I'm stoked for that one whenever I, I finally get around to it. Um, but uh, Shin Megami Tensei is kind of the same way, too. Uh- <laughs> it is. If I, re- I remember from uh, 4, like, you mm-hmm. die- always die to first boss, and you realize what their weaknesses are, and then you stomp on them next round yeah yeah exactly exactly and and five has an item where you can use it to actually see uh their their so so that can help um you know obviously for the most part you're not going to beat a boss on the first try you know you you need to kind of build your team around it um and yeah that's just kind of the name of the game there so so five has some some quality of life things uh that that previous entries didn't uh but it's still that same formula of like yeah you're you're gonna like get used to dying (laughs) it's gonna happen i definitely remember times playing before where you just have that one weakness and that boss has that that magic that is your weakness you just die instantly Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so I, bad. I did want to sort of talk briefly about the Nuzlocke stuff too. And okay. I had heard the term before. But you, you're actually your Nuzlocke playthrough, and then your sort of chronicling of that was the first time I'd ever sort of, even in a sort of second or sort of third-handed kind of way, experienced any of that. So, what, what, like, just give me a quick overview for the listeners in case they they're a scrub like me. Um, what is a Nuzlocke run? Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm a Nuzlocke amateur, so a professional Nuzlocke will probably slap me upside the head. But the short, <laughs> the short version is the purpose of Nuzlocke is for you to actually develop bonds with your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So the basic rules are you catch the first Pokemon you see, like in any, in any route, and you're, that's, that's the Pokemon you have. And um, if your Pokemon faints, they are out of the game. You either release them or put them in your box. And those are the two basic rules that you have to follow with the Nuzlocke. I've got, there might be another rule, but it's other modifications to it. But the, the idea is that you commit to the Pokemon you find, and that's it. It's like watching the anime. Ash doesn't pick, Ash doesn't hunt the Pokemon he wants. He just uses the Pokemon he gets. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So that was kind of the gist of it. And it's my, I did it with Pokemon Moon because it was one of the easier Pokemon games, and the Pokemon games get easier okay. over time. So I was like, I want to play this game again. And I don't want to sleep through it, so let's try something different. So that's what I did on Nuzlocke, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and, and like I said, it, it was one of those things where you, some of the nicknames were interesting. Um, oh, yeah. You, yeah, that's the other way. You have to nickname all your Pokemon. <laughs> so, and it was like, okay, yeah. But it was just, it was very sort of, I had, I, and like I said, you, in the Discord, you actually sort of chronicled that at one point in time and uh, i i just i appreciated that and so it's like you it's you going back to a, a game that you've already experienced and sort of like hey here's a new way to play this there's a new way to sort of like dip into this be a little more intentional and sort of going back to that like doing a deep dive i mean i you know and i i know you've already talked about it but i really i just have to say like i appreciate the fact that like you're sort of like you are training yourself mentally to sort of enjoy things deeply mm -hmm. and like by even, so it's like, it's like you are coming at it and not just sort of like, it's, it's not a first pass sort of thing, which I mean, sort of like moving into a more theological or a spiritual sort of minded thing. Like how many times do we sort of like, we're like, Oh, I've read this book before I've read this part of the Bible before mm. or blah, blah, blah. It like almost mm. familiarity breeds contempt sort of thing. Yeah. But if we were really like being mindful, like our hearts, like one, um, we're not nearly as clever as we think we are. Um, yep. So th that's always something good. To, and there's always something new to sort of like dig into. And there's always something that the Holy Spirit can use um, to sort of either chastise us you know, or, you know, correct us or, uh, you know, comfort us. And you know, and I think in a way, sort of even the way that you come at this stuff where you're very intentional, you're sort of like, I'm really going to sort of like drill down into this. I'm going to pay a lot of attention. I'm going to be, and again, using that, that buzzword, very intentional about sort of like digging into this game. You are mentally training yourself to sort of avoid maybe some of the cultural ADHD that I think a lot of us pick up. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, we, we talked about the, the streaming stuff. Um, I, I think honestly, one of the, like, and and 
and it's not to say like, hey, and I'm not trying to badmouth Game Pass, right? But I think one of the things I am concerned about is that it's sort of like this, it's this entitlement, almost the the embarrassment of riches problem where there's mm-hmm. so, it's like it's sensory overload kind of stuff. And it just mm-hmm. like that spazzy, like, well, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And it's like, and you just ping pong off of all these things. Whereas your approach to this stuff and again, it's just entertainment. So it's like there's yeah, a part, but, but still. there's also this this idea where in a lot of ways, video games are useful because they give us these sort of like safe places to maybe stretch and pull and sort of work on some issues. And I'm, I'm even like yeah. in this, I'm like, dude, this is actually a really great way for somebody to sort of learn how to focus and concentrate and like maybe dig a little bit deeper and sort of push through some of that initial boredom because like, yeah, it's like, even if you love the game, like I love Shadow of the Colossus, right? I've played that game a lot, <laughs> you know? Um, and there's a part of me that's like, I want to go back and get the platinum for the, the PS4 remaster. And I, mm-hmm. I will at some point in time, but it's like, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to be fresh again. And even here, I'm like, there's a little bit of a challenge for me where I'm like, well, what if I go at it? And I'm just like, I sort of almost push through that sort of boredom, you know, that, that sort of, yeah, I don't want to use the word fatigue, but the, a little bit of that boredom and really try to enjoy this thing deeply. And it's, right. you know, I, I just... Like I said, I think it, it might be an interesting framework for people to like train themselves to be a little more mindful, to be a little more attentive, to be like to focus. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think here? Yeah. No, I, I think I mean, I, it's worth You got to adjust. I can talk all <laughs> <Sorry>. night. <laughs> well, no, we all can. <laughs> really um, good at being I, bad at brevity, boys. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say that like I I agree this is this is good um, because just just it's funny right when you first get into video games you don't know that much you only play a handful of games anyway I think of like when I was a kid I wasn't yeah. really tapped into you know the the overall like games coming out all the time it was just like oh I've heard this game is good okay I'll buy it and then you play it and you continue to play it you know like you have a handful of games occasionally you'll get a new one even the bad games you, you continue to play just yeah, they're like, there kind of a thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, and then like, I don't know, is I've gotten older now. Okay. Well there is, you know, these things going up. There's this whole industry around video games that has to continue pumping out new ones. And it's, there's nothing like necessarily wrong with that. If they're continually good games, if they spend the time on it and, and stuff like that. But, um, it does breed kind of like a FOMO, right? Like you, you have to play kind of the next, and we've talked about this a number of times, but just like needing to play the next thing. And I agree, like stopping and slowing down and really savoring some of the, especially when you find something that's really special um, is, is man, it, it makes those games stand out all the more. Um, We were talking a little bit before the show about how I haven't found a game like that in a while, even though I've played like some really good games, just because of my limited amount of time that I play games, I don't, I hardly ever go back to games. Um, And uh, now that I'm sorry to bring it up again, now that I'm playing Shin Megami Tensei V, this is one that's like, 
oh, I, I can see myself like really kind of digging in, getting multiple endings, like going mm-hmm. back and, and doing a lot of the stuff. And I haven't felt this way about a game. Of course, I'm still in the beginning, so I can't, you know, say 100%. Um, since a game that I played like Octopath Traveler, where I actually completed that, because I'm not a completionist by nature. Right, I, yep. I'm like, as much as I enjoy it, it's like, I don't want to dump too much time into, you know, I've never put 200 hours into a game before. Like I'm, I'm when you get to a hundred, that's like pushing that. I, I could probably count on two hands, the amount of games that I put more than a hundred hours into. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, this is a good, this is a good challenge of just like, again, slow down, slow down. And, and there's occasional, you know, there's always new games that you could check out. Sure. sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, but it's also, yeah, it's good to kind of savor the stuff that we do have as well. So. Yeah. Uh, I think you, uh, you hit on something I wanted to say anyway, like mm-hmm. it's in all this play the games you want to play. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Yeah. we get into the ruts that we play games because we think we have to play them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's FOMO talking to you. It's like, no, <laughs> play the games you want to play. If you want to play a game you played 20 times before, play it. I won't play Chrono Trigger again. I won't have it on, oh. on hand, but if I had, I'll play it again. Mm, yes. Uh, oh, and, the, and the prices that that goes for now is ridiculous. Man. Yeah, I'll just get on Steam. There's, there's good mods for it now. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I've, I, when I was actually uh, looking at it and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing that again. And then I started looking into, like, the mods for the PC version. And I was like, oh, this makes that version pretty playable like yeah a, a lot of like the complaints and i was like mm. the modding scene is very sophisticated for a lot of games mm-hmm. that's kind of another another thing i want to bring up while we have a little bit of time left like if you have a pc version don't sleep on mods like um mm-hmm. after playing the uh, dragon quest uh, draconian challenges i was really interested in the final fantasy 7 a new threat mod which basically ch- Changes the mechanics a little bit, not even mechanics, the stat distribution. So that way okay. your material matters and your team matters. Because you know, if you play Final Fantasy VII, everyone can do everything. And that's boring. Yeah, that's actually me. my biggest complaint with Seven is that the materia system, as interesting as it is, makes any actual party member obsolete. It, that, that nobody matters in that game. Exactly. So that, so that mod makes everyone matter. So if you want a tank, you use uh, Barrett. If you want like a DPS, you use Tifa. Uh, if you want someone to do both, you use Cloud, and et cetera, et cetera. It's really interesting, but I can only nice. really get it on Steam and hopefully binding games right now. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. But there's a lot of similar mods you can look into. So if there's a game you really like, see if there's a mod for it. Like Chrono Trigger, there's the level zero mod. So you basically don't gain levels. So all, all your stats oh. come from equipment and oh, your attacks. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently it's pretty that. doable. <laughs> I, well, I mean, want it is to do that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not a very difficult game yeah. in and of itself. So well, yeah, and yeah, even with the levels, you're I I don't think there was ever you don't get a. I mean, your HP is that's changed, but it's like your actual attack stats. Like any significant changes come from equipment. Okay. Yeah, so, exactly. Hmm. Hmm. So it makes you think about the game differently. 
Like maybe yeah. you need to bring Marley more often or Marl, however you pronounce your name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you need your healer. Because before you can, you can just throw out the team and be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, I, yeah, I, I mean, and it is like, I mean, that's that's the other side of this thing. I, I didn't know we got to start sort of landing the plane here. Um, you know, but this is in a way, this is really about sort of, enjoying what you own because you know we are a stewardship and sort of like it's video games and stewardship right that's sort of yeah. like the drum that we beat and part of that it's like you know i've said this before and i'll say it again and uh i'll probably say it again fairly <laughs> soon actually um i what an upcoming bite size i'm gonna sort of talk about some of our maxims and bullet points and everything like that um but it's like the easiest way to not get a backlog is don't buy games play what you already have um Basically. and part of that is like actually like enjoying the stuff that you own I, I mean and part of it is it's a mastery thing it's like not even just like master the game but mastering your time there and mastering your impulses play what you already have folks and uh I mean, and that's even looking at some of the, like the, the beat down rules, we do sort of reward a bit of a completionist sort of streak where yeah. it's like, which, which is sort of like kind of chasing after some of the spirit, whether it was intentional or not, but is sort of chasing after the spirit of this idea where it's like, Hey, yeah. like really like look to sort of fully. And again, not every game deserves a platinum. Not every game deserves a right. completion. But for the ones that do, like press into that, um, and the beatdown in the the beatdown scoring, we reward that. You, know, you get the platinum, and it's like, yeah, like that that shows like that's a little bit of extra or whatever. But um, any closing thoughts here before we round her out? I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Just in in terms of diving deep into each game, uh, like you said, not every game. Not every game deserves something like this, but it is it is a good reminder that hey, even if the game isn't necessarily on your backlog, um, there's there can still be more to mine in those games. I mean, like we mentioned Hollow Knight earlier, there's still a bunch of that game that I have not played, and they you know releasing DLCs and stuff like that yep. uh, for free because they're awesome. Um, way to go, Team Cherry! As I as I wait for their their next game. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like, no, there's still a good amount of Hollow Knight that I haven't even experienced. So uh, not that I not that I need anything else because I, there are tons of games that I haven't even touched before. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. It's good to think about because I do kind of with such a big backlog. I have a tendency of like, no, 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 I can't go back and play anything. I need to move on to the next thing. And so kind of kind of enjoying taking it in and enjoying it. Like you said, John, it it does help to appreciate more of what was created, right? I mean, not that I can I can necessarily always tell the intention of the creator, but it's like there there was there, there was time put into this that often we tend to gloss over. I tend to gloss over when I'm trying to just shoot through a game really quickly. Yeah. Well, John, how about you? Is there any sort of like parting shots that you'd like to fire? I mean, any hot takes you want to, you know, tell me like, you know, that my beard is terrible or <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just at this point in time, I'm just like being ridiculous. Free reign. Like, um, yeah. So on topic, um, 
yeah, enjoy the games you have. And enjoy games. They're they they're they are I believe they are a gift from God. Yeah. Like games are not they, they are not sinful to play games. Like there are some games you should not be playing, period. Mm-hmm. But that, that notwithstanding, as a medium, God gave it to us. So enjoy it to his glory. Mm-hmm. And however that whatever that entails, hey, this is what we're talking about here is one way to do it. Well, and I think I think even sort of your approach to it and the, this idea of like really sort again the the deep dive stuff that really will like you know and it, and again it's that that shift from sort of like I have to that very sort of consumer driven like you know consume 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 to actually sort of like sort of enjoying and savoring the experience like that that is absolutely. Uh, that that's that's a beautiful little nugget and um yeah that's that's some good stuff there well i don't really have i mean like one i i just want to say john thank you so much for your time dude we we need to do this again sometime um i'd love to have you know we'll we'll find a time and a topic that's sort of like and we'll we will i one it was an absolute pleasure I'm so glad like you, you made the, the, the time to sort of hang with us. Um, absolutely love your insight and your perspective, dude. And, uh, I just like, I, and I want to thank you too. You know, normally we do a little bit of a shout out for a community sort of, uh, discord sort of spotlight. And it's not to say that we won't have one of those too, but it's like, dude, like, thank you so much for your, um, contributions to this court and just the breakdown community in general uh really love having you here man so um we're we're glad that you're a part of our our dysfunctional little family um (laughs) every family is dysfunctional so yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely is there any way uh that you know if anyone wants to to reach out to you outside of on the discord would you like to keep in touch anyway or or would you rather just hey that's the best place. Anonymity is not a bad thing, John. Right. So like, don't feel like you need to make yourself available, but if you want to. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm barely on social media. So even if they wanted to reach out, they can't really. So to reach out to me on discord, I'm Jono Spark, J O N O S P E R K. Yeah. And so can find like the best place to find him on, on there folks is, uh, well, at least one of the places that we interact with him regularly is on our discord. Um, so the backlog breakdowns uh, discord there. So, yeah, yeah. And if you want to keep in touch with, you know, all of us here, obviously there's that, that discord link is in the description on Twitter. Our handles at BB downcast or on Facebook, we have our group, the hashtag backlog book club. Um, or, you know, if you want to get personal, whatever, I'm usually on the internet. I go by Broccolope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, man. I do. So there you go. This has been a great time. Also, I do have to point out that the first O in Jono Spark is long. I thought I thought you had mentioned that at one time. Yeah, and I just uh, heard listen, you say it, I'm, and it finally clicked. I am not a smart okay. man. Um, <laughs> so, so this is a quick story behind that. So originally, okay. like, it was originally called Geno Spark after Geno from Super Mario oh, RPG. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. And then eventually I'm like, I should just move, like, you know, I need to grow up. I need to name this after myself. <laughs> so Jono Spark, I just changed the, G- the G-E-N to G-O-N and then there you go. Hey, dude, gotcha. I, I appreciate I that. It. I appreciate that. I used to call myself uh, on uh, like one of the, the screen names that I've used in the past is uh, Sharknado. And I would put nice. N A T E 
in the middle of that. Um, nice. But then, it, it, unless you put like a hyphen there to like explicitly say like, no, you cut off after the Nate and you go right into the O. And even the, like people are like, Sharknadio or Nateo. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. Do like read it like, or, or I would put, and it was like, after a while, I was like, no, no. Um, but Sharknate, no. Sharknate, no. Um, and then I just go by underscore. Um, but there you go. again, thank you so awesome. much, John, for your time. Uh, really, it was a pleasure, man. And like I said, we will do this again here um, sooner rather than later. But uh, until then, Josh, uh, you know, we've done the thing. What should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down those benefits. In June.